Okay, then we are getting ready for the last, the fifth of these five uh, simple uh, sessions. And the topic for now is uh, complementary gifting in a YWAM leadership team and why that is crucial and also what kind of leadership competences uh, do you need uh, in, a, in, in a leadership team. Uh, we are going to Ephesians 4, um, chap uh, chapter 4, verse 11, and we're going to look at this very, very famous verse about leadership that Paul writes about the five, five different roles, uh, leadership roles that is given to the church to build up the church. And these, these five are, are quite simply uh, evangelists. Uh, the first one, uh, apostolic, is, is one, pastor is one, teacher is one, and then you have the prophetic as well. And, and it's interesting to see uh, how they all operate together. And when we are you know, putting leadership teams together, I would say that in, a, in an ideal situation, unless you are in a pioneering situation, but in an established YWAM base, you would need all of these five giftings represented in a leadership team. That doesn't mean you need to be five people, you can be three people, because some people would carry two or three or maybe gifts at the same time, more or less. Some are predominantly one thing, but they can still have other other things in them. For instance, I think that um, uh, my probably my, my primarily uh, gifting is the apostolic. However, I'm, I'm also quite, I, I can teach, I'm, I'm also a, a, a teacher. I'm a little bit of everything of this. Um, maybe not so much the prophetic I have, but so we can carry more things. Uh, one person can carry more aspects. And so in a leadership setting, you would need all of these five on a YWAM base, I would say, to operate well. But here is also the challenge because of the different personalities and because of the difference uh, and the diversity in this gifting, there, this is the potential tension. And when you have tension, you have energy. So tension is not wrong. Tension is not dangerous. You sometimes you need the tension to create heat and by with the energy created, you create movement. So you shouldn't be afraid of the tension between them. The tension is needed. But if the tension leads to conflict, well, that's not good. Unless there's a positive conflict, though those have, those exist as well. But um, uh, the challenge in the Western church today, and this is a generalization, obviously, the church in Europe and maybe the Western world is primarily led by teachers and pastors. And because the church is led primarily by teachers and pastors, um, they reproduce what they are. They reproduce teachers and pastors because a teacher, when a teacher gives birth, not literally speaking, but spiritually speaking, he will disciple people to become like him. So a teacher would naturally disciple and multiply teachers. A pastor would naturally multiply pastors because that's what we are familiar with. That's where our passion is. And, and for, for a pastor, an evangelist can be quite a threat, a threat because an evangelist would always stir movement. And the pastor wants harmony, you know, and he wants to protect his flock. Um, and the prophetic as well can also stir some tension. 
Um, uh, so the teacher and, and, and the prophet, you know, sometimes clash and, 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 and so on. But if we look at each of them, we can start with the teacher. The teacher, he's, he's always or often into details. He likes the, he likes the details and he likes the facts. He's also often fact-based. He likes to gain understanding. Why is it like this? Um, he wants to know. He, he's based on knowledge. And, and he is into truth. He likes the truth. Is this biblical or is it not biblical? The, the, the teacher would often ask the evangelist, you know, so where is your biblical <laughs> basis for what you are saying? You need to go into the Bible and you need to discern everything that is happening based on the Bible. So we, he, he also likes development. Uh, he likes to develop, and especially people. He likes to develop people. Um, so, so that is that is typical for a teacher. Uh, a pastor, um, he 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 is often he 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 cares. He's full of care and love, um, and he's he's people oriented. He 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 loves unity and harmony. He loves the process, walking with people, seeing them come through, loves to talk just for the sake of talking, hearing, listening to one another. He's into listening, uh, uh, helping, very strong on helping, serving. And, and he, he, basically loves, he basically loves people very, very much. Um, then we have the prophetic. He's, uh, he's, 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 he's into truth. Truth is the most important thing. He's into justice. What is just? What is right? Um, what is God saying? And often, actually, a prophet can also be quite artistic can be into the arts. That's why, you know, artists are the trendsetters in society because they're often the prophetic voice. Um, the evangelist, he is often very passionate. Um, he's passionate, his proclamation, to, to proclaim the gospel, he's, he's often into the simple, and simple doesn't mean simple in a negative way. It can be simple, but still very profound. Okay, but into the into the simplicity um, in a positive sense of the word. It's it's black or white. It's um, it's either or. Uh, he, he he likes to proclaim. You know, it's heaven or hell. He's into, and because of that, he's into numbers. Uh, he's into growth uh, and so on. Um, if you look at the difference between a pastor, pastoral person loves people, the evangelist also loves people. Uh, it can have a different expression, but an, an evangelist really loves people. Um, looking at, at the apostolic guy, he, he is the entrepreneur. Um, entrepreneurship. 
He is a visionary. He is into change, movement, starting new things. And he is better starting new things and finishing new things. <laughs> um, so, so, so looking here, we, uh, we, um, we have different, different personalities. And, and because the apostolic, he likes to start things and he likes to cast vision for things. Uh, he may be a threat to a pastor. Because if you're a pastor, you really love people. And if you've been in the business of leadership long enough, you know that people are being hurt by people. People hurt people. And, and pastors hate when that, this is happening. And because the apostolic can be a bit rough, can be a bit edgy, can sometimes um, uh, speak before he thinks and, 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 and start things. And, and people around an apost apostolic gifted person sometimes can feel used or even some cases abused. So the pastor, because he loves people in that way, he will protect them uh, almost like an instinct against the apostolic. If it's being used wrong, then the apostolic person is not operating in the, in the, you know, in the best way and the pastoral is not operating in the best way and then it creates division. <coughs> and we don't want to see that happen. The teacher and the evangelist can also sometimes crash together if, if the evangelist is not aware of his weaknesses and the teacher is not aware of his weaknesses. Because the evangelist is often about numbers, growth, love to tell stories, can sometimes exaggerate. Teachers, he's into the facts and into the details. And the, and the teacher can sometimes arrest the evangelist. Hey, it wasn't 3,000 people in that meeting. It was, it was 2,987. You lied. <laughs> so, so there are some potential conflicts there. We need to understand that we need each other. In a leadership team, if you, if you don't have the apostolic in the leadership team, you won't move anywhere. That's basically, then you will remain where you are, operating where you are. If you are led by pastors and teachers alone, you won't move anywhere. You will remain where you are. The same thing if you're led by evangelists all the time, you, you won't build anything. You will just proclaim everything. If you if you're only led by the apostolic, you will start a lot of things, but there won't be, you won't finish anything. And if if you are just the prophetic ministry, you will just proclaim truth and nothing else. <laughs> but you need one another in order to to build up the YWAM base you're set to lead. And then, what if what happens if you lack gifts here? Well, pray for it to come. Pray for people to come. If you are a leader, it's your responsibility to train the people you need to work beside you with the giftings that is needed on your leadership team. Uh, and obviously, in a pioneering situation, it's a bit different. In a pioneering situation, you, you, you basically need the apostolic gift, maybe more than anything else. In a, in a well-established base, you would also need the apostolic gift a lot, but you would also need the other gifts. So... 
what happens then if when we are, are being afraid of one another? I would like when we start to see conflicts. Well, I'd like to use the, uh, a verse from Matthew 18, uh, 19. And this verse is about... Um, Jesus basically says that whatever two or three on earth agrees to pray, the Lord will give you. And we're going to look into this word, agree. The, the Greek word for this consists of two words, and it's syn and it's phony. Syn means <coughs> um, with. Phony means sound. Um, so basically, the word agree is put together by these two words, synphony. Uh, we have the word symphony coming out of this word, and, and basically it means sound together. Imagine a, 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 an orchestra that consists only of trumpets. That could be a bit boring. Or only of, of oboes, even, even more, more boring probably, or just violas. What makes a symphony orchestra a symphony orchestra? What makes the big classical composers brilliant? Well, it's because they are able to blend the different instruments made of different uh, 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 things, made of metal, made of brass, made of, of, of wood, made of leather. They are played by people with different temperaments. They even play different tunes, play at different times. But it's the, it's the diversity of the different personalities and the diversity of the different instruments and the materials that, is, that makes those instruments, the different tones and tunes in an orchestra, that is what makes music beautiful. That is what makes a symphony beautiful. Because if everyone was playing the same tone at the same time with the same temperament, it would be very, very, very boring. It's a diver It's the unity in the diversity. Because if they just play whatever is on their heart, there will be chaos. But they all follow the, 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 the same composer's line. They follow the, the, the conductor's stick and they play in the same tune. That makes the symphony the most beautiful music on earth, in my opinion. Um, but it's the diversity that is the precondition for the beauty of it. And the same thing is in leadership. It's the diversity of personalities. It's the diversity of gifting that is, is needed. If everyone was like me, I'm telling you, the, the world will be chaotic. Thank God not everyone's like me. But I have my gifting to contribute with. So then we are looking into a leadership team <coughs> of a YWAM base. I think trying to, trying to, to interpret this into real life, I would say, generally speaking, and the world is a bit more complex than this, but you basically need three things, three giftings, three areas in a leadership team. You would need, uh, you would need the, 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 the HR, let's call it personnel, pastoral, and, and that is not only care. Well, 
care is one of it, but it's more than that. It's also development. You need to develop people, not just care for people. You need to do both. Sometimes the personnel leaders are very pastoral oriented and that's good. But because they are so pastoral oriented, personnel leaders sometimes tend to forget that to forget the development aspect of HR, human resources. In order to grow as a woman base, we need to develop leaders, we need to develop staff, not just to care for them. We need to care for them as well, hear me. But both aspects are extremely important. Uh, the third here has to do with systems. Uh, to create systems for, for, for follow-up, systems for, for care, systems for crisis management, and so on. Uh, uh, we, we need uh, admin. Or the manager. Uh, we need someone that holds the pieces together. That has to do with finances. It has to do with uh, maintenance. It has to do of, of, of buildings. It has to do um, with communication. It also has to do with, obviously, with systems. And, and more. And, and this cannot be a one-man show. You need to build teams. And then you need the, you need the visionary aspect. You need the, the new things. Uh, you need the new things all the time, actually. And, uh, and, and this has to do with uh, entrepreneurship. To do, to do new things. It has to do with uh, um, project development. It has to do with growth. It has to do with recruiting. Uh, and it has to do with uh, de development, project development, yeah. So, so I would say when you are, are, are building uh, leadership teams, these three areas, and I know this is a simplification of reality, it's more complex than this, but these are the three areas you would need to focus on. And obviously, if you're in a pioneering situation, life is a bit... Uh, not that easy uh, in that sense. So you cannot just hire uh, uh, people to do this or that. And you can't invite them actually, but in case you believe so. But on a more, on an established YWAM base, you would need all of this. Because what happens if you, if you lose, if, if, if you're not having that one, if that is out? You can think for yourself. Or, or, or what happens if, if, if that one is out, or that one is out, <laughs> all three of them, you, 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 need, you need all of them. And what happens if that one is out? We, we, we talked about that already, uh, and, it's, and, it's, and it's obvious. The challenge here is that we need to be secure enough in who we are as leaders to embrace the giftings that is different than my gifting. 
So when people disagree with me, that's not a threat. That's something we welcome because we need that tension that happens when we have disagreements in our team because that is, is shaping, shaping, you know, our leadership to become even better. We don't want conflict necessarily, but we sometimes want that tension in the diversity of who we are because we know that in our diversity, we are in unity. So we, we need to welcome the giftings that we don't have. So we are not just reproducing whatever we are. And, and that is, as I said, one of the, 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 the weaknesses with the church in, in the Western world today. We have, we have uh, multiplied teachers and pastors as leaders. We desperately need evangelists. We need the prophets and we need the apostolic to do new things. And also in YWAM, I think this is a challenge. I think we lack of the apostolic gifting amongst us that is able to do new things uh, in new ways. Uh, and, 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 and I would like to speak this forth and, and welcome this in YWAM as well. Um, so we can, we can continue to grow, not for the sake of YWAM, but we can continue to grow for the sake of, of the lost and for the sake of the church and for the sake of, of the glory of God. So this was about uh, the complementary gifting that is needed and, uh, and, and the competences that is needed uh, in a leadership team. Uh, I would like to finish just quickly by looking at, 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 uh, at the diversity needed in, 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 uh, in a leadership team. And then I'm talking the diversity, not uniformity. I would say in a leadership team you would need a difference of age. You would you want those 23-year-olds in your leadership team. But you also want those 40-year-olds in your leadership team. So you want but you want the, the blending of it. Uh, you want different genders. Uh, uh, you want different genders on on your leadership team. Not just female or not just male. Uh, you want different nationalities on your leadership team. You want the different personalities. And you want the different perspectives. On, on your leadership teams so, to assure that you have the diversity needed. Okay.